welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to Rugged Theology. I am your host, Adam Diamond, and we are back and we're trying a new approach with our podcast, uh, mostly because we've outgrown our offices. So it's a good thing. That's an update from, for you right there from Malwin Mission that we have grown or we are growing out of our offices and we're recording in another room in Calvary. So if there's a bit of an echo, uh, we'll just, work, just bear with us as we work through some kinks and trying to figure out what the podcast looks like in more of a mobile situation. But with that said, I'm very excited to bring to you, you know, this new, we're going to start doing seasons on Rugged Theology. So this new season, we're going to be talking to a lot of church planters, their stories, testimonies, and also what they've learned in their walk with Christ as they've been planting um, and their progress and issues that we're facing as Christians, whether we're, whether we're lay people or as pastors and planters. But I want this podcast to be something that we can all use, we can all walk away with, we can all take something with us from. I want it to be an encouragement to the people of Newfoundland and Labrador, um, and anyone who listens from across the nation or even in other, other parts of the world. I hope you can learn something as we talk with Matthew Leahy and David Drover about their lead up um, right from the beginning of Kilbride up to now to possibly launching the church very soon. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Matt. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be uh, it's good to be back on the podcast again. It's been a while. Um, yeah, just looking forward to just unpacking, you know, the last three years and then it's been interesting. Yeah, yes, it has been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and three welcome, Dave. 30 minutes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to unpack. It's a Indeed. lot. So like, I mean, I started, I mean, this is kind of cool because I started with you guys, but both of you guys. That's right. In Steve Bray's basement. Yep. And then also in your basement, Matt. Yep. And your old place in Kilbride. Yep. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, at least it feels like a long time. Was it 20, 2019? Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had like two or three years for COVID because. That's right. We all look back and we're like, what happened during those years? It's almost like, you know, how many, how many human years is COVID years? Like how many dog years and human years? And it feels like. Sometimes COVID years are like five years and to one human year, but yeah, it's, it has <laughs> been a long like, time. Like four fifths. Listen, boss, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> math to okay, save too my complicated, life. Dave, too complicated. <laughs> four times three is 12. Um, so yeah. <laughs> is it actually? Four, eight. I'm joking about you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, so as you've been looking forward to officially launching KCC within the next year, um, but that's, so that's news to some of our listeners. So why don't you share about some new developments that has happened? Yeah. So, um, wow, there's been so much uh, that has happened and even in the last three months, uh, you know, as tragic as it is, there were new policies passed, uh, within our city, um, pretty much saying that no religious institution could, or, or is able to use or rent any government-owned facilities uh, in, in St. John's anymore. Uh, and that was a bit difficult for us because, you know, as many people know, we were using uh, a community center in Kilbride, um, and it was it is run and owned by 
the city of St. John's. And so that, that bylaw, that new policy directly impacted us. And so, you know, halfway through the summer, we were, we were updated on, on this news and, and we, we effectively lost our, uh, our meeting spot in Kilbride. And it, you know, as discouraging as that was, there, there's also, it's like my faith increased that the Lord was going to do something. Cause I, I, I don't believe for an instant that God, and again, this isn't me saying that God needs me. He doesn't. Um, but I, 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 I find it really hard to believe that he would call my family and I 16,000 kilometers back to St. Mm-hmm. John's from Australia. Um, yeah, for, for the church plant to stop here. And so there was this weird mix of discouragement and yet my faith had increased that God was going to do something. But th- that was a challenge in and of itself because, uh, you know, for, for our listeners, Kilbride is, is heavily residential. There, there's, you know, a single coffee shop, a, a Chinese takeout place. There's a, a, a gas station, a couple of industrial buildings. Um, Kilbride Pizza, come on. Kilbride Pizza, here we go. And, uh, and you know, there's not a lot of, of places to, to rent. Like, there's virtually nothing outside of the community center. And so we were left scratching our heads. You know, what, what's the Lord going to do? Um, and, and, you know, we, we kicked into high gear and we, we pursued all opportunities, both in Kilbride and, and in the next neighborhood over called the Goulds. Um, and, and, you know, so it was, it was every door was shut on us uh, as we looked. It was just closed door after closed door after closed door. So let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Um, Sorry, just to jump into just for a small like this was all talk about faith based services too. Yes, um, that's right. Faith that that's a good point. Yeah, I just want to make that clarification. Like KCC could still rent the community center, correct, Matt, for like a movie night. We just couldn't do a service there. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, we we weren't able to yeah use it for like a worship service, and so yeah, no good point. But Adam, how did that make me feel? Um, yeah, frustrated. Uh, like I said, discouraged. Um, it just, you know, you, you get some momentum in, in church planning and, and you kind of ride this wave, uh, but then, you know, you get pitted, you, you fall off the surfboard and you're like, wha-bam, wha-bam, <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're like, well, how do I get back on again? And then, so there's kind of like, you know, you're tumbling around in the water trying to find the surface again. And then you climb up and you, and you start to see like, you know, there's a, there's, there's something to this, you know, God is, is definitely moving. Um, and so, like I said, there's this weird, like part, like I, I like looking back to Luke one, when you see this contrast between Zechariah and, and Mary and, and Gabriel comes to both of them and he says, Hey, you're both going to have a child, but Zechariah's response is very different from, from Mary's. He effectively looks at Gabriel and says, well, I don't believe you give me proof. Mm-hmm. And so there was an element of that, like, all right, Lord, I, I need to see proof. My, my faith is kind of it's waning, it's going up and down. But then there's a side of me that was kind of like, you know, I get where Mary's coming from, you know, because she's like, I don't understand how this is going to happen, but let it be done to us according to your to your word kind of thing. And so, yeah, it was a weird, weird wave to ride uh, working through it. But, you know, we, we went, we had a, a chance to go to a place in the Goulds, um, which is the next neighborhood over. Um, and it was at a, a grocery store, uh, a plaza, I should say, uh, and, and there was a storefront, uh, yeah, shop that was that, that was open. It hadn't been rented in well over a year, and, and so I met with the the uh, owner of the building, and he said, "Here's here's the go. Here's how much it cost." <clears throat> 
and I said, you know, like in my head, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Like culturally speaking, you know, our culture very much looks for the four walls and the steeple. And I had no idea how, how it, uh, a, a culture would look at a storefront yep. plaza. And so I wrote it off. I just, I just wrote it off. Um, and then I'm, I'm traveling in the States through, through September. And I, man, like when God wants something done, like, so Matthew 16, uh, verse 18, when Jesus says, I will build my church and not even the gates of Hades will stand against it. But like when, when Christ wants to build a church, either, you know, the church universal through all of time or a local church, he's going to build his church. And so I'm traveling through the States and I get this, uh, this message from a, a dear saint, and he's asking, like, you know, how are you doing with your, uh, with finding a place to gather? I'm like, and I, I laid everything out on the table. I was like, here's where we are. Here's the frustrations. Here's, yeah, just here's everything. And I said, but I have, I have what I think is an open door. And I said, but, you know, we, we don't have the finances to cover it. It's, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he, he says, leave it with me. I hop on my plane. And then a couple days later, uh, when I'm, in a different part of the States, I get this text message uh, and he says, Hey, we're going to help cover your entire rent for a year. And I was just like, Whoa, praise the Lord, but praise, like praise the Lord, right? Christ will build his church mm-hmm. and not even the gates of Hades will overcome it. And, and so like, I know that's a lot to, to, you know, unpack. I think I've just rambled on. Dave, do you have anything you want to toss in? You've been a good quiet kid. Yeah, no, no, totally. I'll I'll toss in a little bit, you know, just, just talking about how the Lord works, um, through these things and and how, when we're in the middle of what seems like not good things, AKA like in those moments where we didn't have a place where we figured out we couldn't rent at the center again, as Matt talked about, it can be easy to be doubtful or discouraged or whatever those emotions are. But even now there's, there's also the sense of anticipation. What I love about this new place that I think the Lord is leading us in with this new area is that before we had the community center for one Sunday a month, but now we'll have a space seven days a week that we can use. And that's huge for the potential for ministry in Kilbride, a space where we can have Bible studies um, a space where we can have drop-in coffee hours, a space where we can, you know, do counseling, all these kinds of things. So what seems like a door shut that makes us all nervous, God is, I think, in, in a lot of ways pointing us to, no, this is the next step so that you guys can really start being in your community, create, because we've always talked, Matt, at KCC, where there's so resi- it's so residential, as you've mentioned, there's, there's nowhere... Well, I shouldn't say there's nowhere. There's very little natural meeting places for people in Kilbride for the yeah, community right. to gather mm-hmm. and do stuff together and meet other people and just be a community in a neighborhood. Yeah. So this gives us a really unique opportunity now where I think the Lord might have shut one door, but he's opening another to say, all right, start being that meeting place. Start and, being that hangout spot. And it even challenges me as well. Like, cause you know, as, as you, so it's so important to, to do contextual studies and to really understand your community. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, I know how the culture looks for the four walls and the steeple, the Lord is really challenging me on, on, on this Avenue, right? Because for the longest time I had this idea, like, you know, for, for Kilbride to community church to go anywhere, we, we got to build, we got to have the four walls and the steeple. And I, I had this just, idea in my head and the Lord is, he's really challenging me on this. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's been humbling, 
because where the Lord has closed all these doors, but he's opened up a, a door in a very, uh, is, is unpeculiar, no, peculiar way. Um, yeah, it's just really challenging. Like, uh, how is the culture going to view this? And then what is the Lord going to do to break down cultural barriers and and, and yeah, and so I, I don't know, but it's it's exciting. It really is. Yeah, so, and I think... Oh, sorry. Yeah, so Dave, just curious, and you're kind of in a transition phase between Model and Mission and um, Kilbride Community Church, mm-hmm. but the news of you know losing rental space, being in that limbo, and you having invested so much into KCC, did that have any impact on you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. Um, it's funny, Matt and I are very different in personality and emotions. Oh, um, boy. I'm just even generally more than the average person, very yes, flat-lined. H- how are you compared to that? <laughs> <laughs> my, my emotions, it takes a lot to really get me either at a really low or really high. Um, so I was probably a little bit more just, all right, let's see what God does next, um, without very much kind of that that emotional up and down sort of a deal. But, you know, at the same time, it comes up with a lot of pastoral implications because then, I mean, we've still got, you know, 20 to 30 people that we've, we're trying to minister to and that would call KCC their home. And, you know, even walking through some of those boundaries to try and help lead them and say, you know what, um, the Lord is shutting this door, but let's anticipate what the Lord might do in the future mm-hmm. um, and what's happening next and just these kinds of things. So, I mean, for me, it's obviously, again, you, you never really know, um, but something that I think we, we have to hold on to as we plant churches here is just that, as Matt said, it's the Lord who's going to build his church. It's not us. Um, and even, Matt, on your comment about the four walls and steeple, I mean, who knows? Maybe KCC will have that one day, but maybe mm, this season right. for this year or in the next two years, God's just going to say, you know what? The culture likes that, but I don't need four walls and a steeple to plant a church. Oh, come on. Um, come on. So I think in a lot of ways, God is very much leading KCC down a path. And I think for us, it's just our job is to say, all right, Lord, we're going to go. We're going to plant. We're going to water. Um, but in the end, we're going to sleep and just trust mm-hmm. that you're going to grow your church because that's what you promised. That's right. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean that having a cross and steeple, whatever, wouldn't Oh, it would, could be very fruitful. Would, yeah, it wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't mean that totally. you wouldn't grow faster per se, you know, if that were God's will. Yeah, naturally, um, yeah. But you've, you've had an interesting go since the beginning of KCC. You know, we started with Alpha in that community center and took us seven weeks to get one person out. Yeah, that's right. But then it's crazy because <laughs> God would use that one person to then bridge the gap four years later to a family mm-hmm. that now call KCC their home. And so... Yeah. It's just crazy. Like the Lord is weaving a tapestry and and he's just pulling people together. And, you know, sometimes we get lost in, in, in the, in the reeds and the weeds and we're like, Lord, what are you doing? But he's like, yeah, you have, you have no idea. So let's talk about what's it been like for you. And even Dave, cause you've been involved in this a bit. What has it been like for you leading up to the possibility of the launch of mile one missions, first church plant, and what kind of emotions have you felt? What kind of you know planning have you put in place? And then to have this, your first rental spot ripped out from underneath you. Um, you know, you had a good relationship with them and you still do. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. And now you've got this new spot where you can have it not only just service, not only just services every Sunday, but now you get access to it seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. 
like what what's that process been like for you and like what are you hoping and dreaming for Kilbride and even you Dave even though you won't be as involved in Kilbride as time goes on like what are your hopes and dreams for this first church plant I think in a lot of ways there's a lot of um I just saw the actual like actually saw the space for the first time yesterday um and as I was there it was just it was a lot of excitement it, it was it's pretty amazing feeling yeah like where we've come from and because I was over there too and saw it for the first time and you got a big open space. Um, I mean, now again, it's not a massive space, but mm-hmm. you got that open space when you first come in. You're, you're sectioning off a little children's area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you haven't done really done as much with children's ministry as you, no. as you, you or your wife have wanted to. Just hasn't been really a demographic yet. So right, but the Lord is is growing us. And then a little spot for your office and the washroom. That's right. And it's pretty neat to see what God's doing. Yep. Yeah, like it was it was so cool. And I mean, the it's unfinished at the moment. So they're, we're doing some work to get it renovated and stuff like that. But it was just so encouraging to go there. And like, I could, I could picture, you know, the different faces of KCC gathered together, sitting in the chairs that will be there Mm -hmm. and just singing, you know, God's praise, hearing the word preached and just going through the, what a service would look like. And it was just, it was a really cool moment of like, Lord, you know, this church is actually getting started. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are growing your church. This is, you know, this is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully for the long history, the future history of KCC. So it was, it was a lot of that. And even just from like, in terms of getting to this point, I mean, it, it's been often a pretty, it can be a pretty tiring process because whenever we've done services, like we've, where we've been so little and we're, very much reliant on a lot of equipment and things like that of, of our hub church of Calvary, which we're so thankful for. It's meant that KCC's done services at 4 p.m., which means that, you know, we're often here on Sunday serving That's a ministry hard time, hey? in the morning. We get like a quick 30-minute, 40-minute lunch break, and then we're back setting up, mm. and then we're doing a service at 4. But even just having that flexibility of like, we can just, we can actually set up our gear and leave it there. Um, and have stuff in place and then play with the setup and be a bit more decorative and inviting and welcoming in the space. Like there's just so much potential, mm-hmm. um, now for, to do a lot of the things that we've kind of hoped and dreamed to do and had thoughts of, but it's just been very difficult to add to, um, the already heavy burdens of doing church, um, or starting a church here in Kilbride. So it's just, yeah, I, I'm just super excited and I'm, I'm pumped especially for matt and uh, his new crop of interns as much as i'll be still involved a bit um even as as the church keeps on going obviously i'll still have lots of prayers and love for you guys but um in that kind of season of transition and all these kinds of things but um yeah i i'm just i'm really excited to see what the lord's going to do over the next 24 months mm. um, and i think I think for myself um you know one of the things i love about psalm 23 at the very very top of it uh, in verse two, uh, David writes how the, the, the Lord leads him uh, to green pastures and and still waters. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we don't readily think about is is that uh, pastures is plural and waters is plural. And so the shepherd, as he leads his flock, he, it's not just one pasture he leads them to. It's either, he's bringing his flock on a journey uh, where the flock will... Uh, encounter pasture after pasture after pasture and still water after still water after still water until he gets them to the final destination where, you know, you have this lush green pasture. And, uh, but in between the pastures, if, if you think like contextually back to Israel when David was writing this, there was arid, dry, desolate places. 
Um, and so it's in those places that the sheep have a hard time keeping their eyes on, on their, on their shepherd. Because uh, it's hard. It, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a brutal journey. Um, but the reward at the end of it is, is, uh, is peace and it's, it's stillness and it's rest in the, in, in the Lord and ultimately in, in the good shepherd. And so for me, uh, there, ha- there has been the dry, arid, desolate wastelands as we navigate, you know, the spiritual element of it, the mental st- uh, stress and the exhaustion. But I know that the Lord has given us this spot and it will act as a pasture. It will act as a place of still water where we can have a home. We can have a place to call our own or we can, you know, preach the gospel, preach the word. We can worship the Lord. Now, does that mean that the journey is over? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Like we have not arrived and we shouldn't say, you know, hey, praise the Lord, we have arrived. <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, because ultimately, you know, we can say we'll arrive when we're with Christ uh, on the other side of, of eternity. Um, but so, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster of ups and downs. Uh, there have been hard days. There have been hard weeks. You know, even mentally preparing to do 52 services a year um, and, and all the pressures that come with, uh, sermon prep, counseling, outreach, missions, uh, just uh, everything is becoming very real, very quick. Mm. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's like, it's like anything, anytime you go to a, a new job or a, a new workplace or whatever, there, there's always that period of time where you're, you're trying to learn the new skills. You're trying to figure out the rhythms and, and, and the routines. And no doubt when we, when we launch next year, there, there will be periods of, of just exhaustion because I'm trying to figure out how to do this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, it, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get it. Christ will lead us. And yeah, so it's, it's just been a joy. It's been joy, but it's been tiring. Yeah. So you've mentioned a few, you know, scripture passages, um, you know, what's helped you. So how do we bring this back for the average listener, you know, who's not a church planter, who's not a pastor, um, who, who's a Christian listening to this? How do we bring these lessons down, not down to their level, but, you know, for the everyday believer, mm-hmm. what, what, what has spoken to you the most that we can apply to the everyday believer? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that, and we won't, I won't necessarily unpack all this, but every, every believer is called to do ministry. Um, it's not just the planters, not just the, you know, the pastors, these kinds of things. It's, it's Christians. They're mm-hmm. the ones who are equipped for the work of the ministry as in Ephesians four. Um, so as people who are out there, you know, if you're if you're a lay person, you, you go to a church, you're a Christian, know that ministry, you know, you are called to do ministry as well. And so with that, um, let me just encourage you, something that's really been encouraging to me. Well, there's been, I mean, it's basically the truth and the character of God in terms of his faithfulness to keep his promises. Um, and particularly, I think one thing that made all this click in a special way for me, we were actually at T4G and Ligon Duncan it was seeing that truth throughout all of scripture and just how scripture points you to the faithfulness of God and, and the way that he keeps his promises. So Lig Duncan at T4G, he, he preached from second Samuel and walked through cause there's a promise of a coming, um, of a coming King. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but basically somebody after David, um, you know, as we would know to be Christ eventually, but ever since that point, there's a big question and a big tension throughout the rest of the Old Testament, especially as you see throughout the prophets of, 
is God going to keep that promise? Because it doesn't look like he's going to, right? It doesn't look like the Savior is coming, the Messiah is coming. So is God going to keep that promise? And he walked all the way through a whole bunch of these narratives and situations of times of struggle and times of doubt, or what could have been doubt for the people of Israel, to then go into Matthew, where Jesus comes. And as he was concluding that sermon, you know, the, the main point was pretty clear that if, when God promises something, no matter what circumstances you're facing or when you look around, if it doesn't seem like he's going to fulfill that promise and you're left wondering why, because this would have spanned over hundreds of years, mm-hmm. right? And yet it takes us five minutes to start doubting whether or not God is going to keep his promise. Right. And so he, he, he drew that conclusion of God does absolutely keep his promises. And then he went on the spiel of, of different, what, different promises that God has for us. And I remember at that point when he brought up that passage, when Jesus says and promises, I will build my church. And I just, hel- I couldn't help but sit there and be like, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we, like, why are we stressing? Like, we don't, like, we just need to trust the Lord. Like, he's, he's faithful. It's his promises. So when we come back to Newfoundland and experiences the things that we experience, like the loss of a place to gather for Sunday services, it's, it's not, you know, oh Lord, is this the end of KCC? It's, it's, it's no Lord, you're, you're going to build your church. But here's the crazy part. We know how the story ends. Mm -hmm. Revelation seven, every uh, people from every tribe, nation, and tongue will stand before the throne of God, right? And worship Christ, our savior. Like, there is the evidence of Jesus saying in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. So if, if we know how the story ends, should that not just spur us on even more? Like when you read in Acts, was it 18? Uh, Don't be afraid. I have many people in this city. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, like, and just to piggyback off Dave uh, for, for the, you know, church member or the, the lay person or, or whatever you want to, yeah, whatever you want to call yourself, like pray for your pastor. Pray for your, pray for the church planter, pray, pray for the team, pray, 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 because, uh, you know, um, planting the flag of the gospel, regardless uh, of of your context or culture, it it just, it comes with challenges. And, and so, you know, um, we get this awesome, uh, opportunity to, to, to see Christ build his church in, in a local context. Um, but he also asks us to, uh, you know, join with him in doing it. So, Mm pray, bring like Philippians four, bring, be anxious, bring everything. Don't be anxious, not be anxious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be, says. <laughs> you can be anxious and going to the Lord. Like I can't wait to go to the Lord. We can say that <laughs> sure. be anxious and then to talk to the Lord, but then be anxious and nothing. There you go. <laughs> as you talk to him. Yeah. Jesus says be anxious and everything. No, he doesn't. Oh, my That's funny. Right. Um, but, but even just one last comment too. So for, for the people you know, who are out there again, as the saints are called to do the work of the ministry, you know, take from this, if, if you're out there and you're struggling, or maybe you're, you're telling a friend or a family member about Christ and they're just, they just don't seem to be getting it. You know, another promise or another thing that we see in scripture, um, another truth is that even in, I think it's first Corinthians or second Corinthians, I think it's first, um, where Paul talks about, you know, that his job, Apollos' job, Peter's job, they, they plant and they water, but it's only God who gives the growth, mm-hmm. right? Even in Mark 4 with the parable of mm-hmm. the of the man who sows the farmer, mm-hmm. he sows the seed, and then he goes to bed, and he doesn't know how it grows, but it grows. So if you're out there and you're in a season and you're wondering, you know, is God going to do anything? Is God working? Just keep being faithful. Mm-hmm. Keep trusting in his character. 
he will fulfill his promises um, and let that give you a sense of just security and comfort. Mm, that's, that's good. And let, let that be a truth too for those listening that as you look around at the world around us with so many things happening right now, um, whether it be political, whether it be, you know, school systems, family issues, whatever it may be, sometimes we can look around the world and just think everything is just basically going to hell in the handbasket. And like what's what's happening and what's my role in this? Your role is to be faithful where God has called you, to where he's placed you, and to trust in him. And like Matt said, not to be anxious and everything, but to, you know, to go to him in prayer for everything. And to trust that he's going to build his church, that God is still on the throne, he's still in control. And uh, I hope that's a great truth that you can take with you this week. Thanks again for listening to this podcast, this episode of uh, season two, season three story, episode two, with Matt Leahy and David Drover. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, Adam. It was a, it was a pleasure. And on that note, that's it for this episode. We'll have a break next week. I'm actually traveling, so I'm not going to be able to put a podcast up while I'm traveling. Um, So in two weeks' time, look forward to Season 3, Episode 3. Until then, take care. Not committed. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.